everybody. Welcome, welcome. Paula Vale here. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Choices, Finding Your Joy. And today it's not going to be just joy, it's going to be funny. <laughs> we are going to have some humor today as well. I have for our guest today, Nick Arnett, the feel-good funny guy. He is the author of two books, He's a keynote speaker, comedian, master of ceremonies, and auctioneer. Oh, I love it. All that fun stuff. Welcome, Nick. Hey, Paula. It's so nice to be on your show. What an honor. Yay. Yay, and I'm honored to have you. Wow. We are going to have some fun today. Yes, we are. I'm already having fun. <laughs> All right. Awesome you are. The fun begins. I yeah. love it. Would would you share with everyone a bit uh, of your background and what brought you to where you're at today, Nick? Sure. Well, I started uh, started as a stand-up comedian back in Denver, 1984. Back in the days, there was a, an unknown named Roseanne Barr that was on the De local Denver comedy scene. Oh, so I was a, just a newbie, but she was uh, she was a Denver star at that time, but unknown around the country. So that was kind of fun, driving her around town to gigs and stuff, and uh, that was fun. And her her husband Bill Pentland was a, a friend. It, it just was awesome. So I, I got the good old days of comedy. And you're up there in uh, Tacoma. I even moved to Seattle. I lived there for three years and did a lot of comedy around the Pacific Northwest. Wow. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, awesome. So did that, and then also uh, also enjoyed the more. Uh, speaking engagement part of it, the humor with the message kind of thing. So I've been doing that for quite some time as well. And uh, so that's branched out into other things. I do now a lot of charity auctions and uh, actually working for a private foundation now too. We're doing some projects or humanitarian and educational projects around the world. So oh, being yes. busy with stuff and I like it. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Well, let's start out with just sharing a bit about your book. I absolutely loved it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm really happy with the book. Uh, I, I kind of just put it out there because uh, people were saying, well, you really need a book. You've got these things to say, but you know, we need a book and that'll make it better for you. The speakers bureaus actually wanted me to have a book. So it, it really wrote itself. It wasn't very difficult because I was talking about those things for a long time because life's kind of tough, right? You know, right, Paula? Life life happens and we go through things on a daily basis that that are not pleasant so yeah. that's why we need it all starts with the attitude everything everything starts here everything really we're as happy as we make our minds up to be but it all starts with the way we think because that determines how we feel how we feel determines how we behave and our behavior over time is our character but it is so much all starting here and i it I didn't learn it the easy way, Paula. It took me quite a while for this to, to soak in. Uh, the, the business I'm in, the comedy business, all the things I do, a lot of them are highly subjective. When people make decisions, a lot of rejection, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs, but life goes on. I'm still here. Friends, everybody out there today, you're still here. Never forget that. You are still here. Life is tough, but you're still here. So yeah. you're awesome. You did it. You're doing it. I love it. You've been on. You know what that made me think of, Nick, when you say, okay, it's here. It starts here. Okay, then every day I'm going to get in my car and this 
is my steering wheel. What direction am I going to go? <laughs> you, know, you know, Paula, so glad you said that. When you get up in the morning, you, you know your attitude, studies show your attitude for the day is set largely within the first 10 minutes of your day. So make <sighs> those first 10 minutes really good. Watch a good podcast, watch some of your shows. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's where you start. So make that a really good 10 minutes. Read something good. Listen to something good for your first 10 minutes of the day. Make it pleasant. Oh, Don't I love rush. that. I yeah. love that. I did not know that. I do my affirmations uh, in the mornings, you know, my positive affirmations. But that's usually after I've had a couple cups you know, a couple cups of coffee and that. I'm going to start doing them right away in that first 10 minutes. Yeah. And people out there, they'll say, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not a morning person. I'm not particularly one either, but again, it's all, it's all in your mind. It's, it's, it's what you want to do friends. You want to act yourself into a feeling, not feel yourself into an action. Don't wait till you feel like it, just do it and you'll feel better because you did it. <sighs> right? Yes. Life is simple. It is simple stuff, but we just don't do it because we don't feel like it. Yeah. A lot of things we don't feel like, but they're, they're pretty good once you get going. Isn't that so true, Nick? It's simple and we don't have to complicate it. It really is simple. I think when most of us fail, it's when we fail at the basics. We might be really good all the mm -hmm. time, but that one time we honk our horn and yell at somebody, uh, how embarrassing have you ever done that and then it ends up you pull into the same parking lot and then you're going to the same event and you see that person all the time? yeah it's just a reminder off oh, if i would have just stayed cool and maybe yes. that person's having a hard day it's not yeah. about you right it's, yeah. it's everybody's going through something yeah because we don't know and that really kind of hit me one day because here in the seattle area you know traffic's bad you see just some nuts on the road but I, I go three mornings a week to uh, do Grammy duty, you know, and I was going to get my daughter at the granddaughter at the bus stop and there was traffic and I wasn't moving and wasn't moving. And I'm like, oh, 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 panicked because she's going to get off the bus and nobody will be there. And then once it finally moved a bit, I was racing and I thought, all those people are going to think I'm such a jerk. Mm. But I was panicked trying to get to my granddaughter, which I did, thank goodness. But yeah. that really made me think, I don't know someone's situation. You know, you just lead me into some, such great things to talk about there. <laughs> you know, when things happen to us, we need to ask ourselves actually four questions. What part of this can I do nothing about? All right. And if there's traffic, I mean, it's there. Yeah. What part can I do something about? Um, how can I keep these negative thoughts going and get myself even more upset than I already am? Right? What do you want to do? Honk mm -hmm. on the horn and flip people out, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last thing really, at this point, what are my options? And the option would be just, well, it is what it is. I'll get through here somehow. It's going to work out. Uh, but just talk yourself through it. Uh, breathing. You ever heard they tell you to breathe for a minute, five seconds in, five seconds out. It works, doesn't it? Yes, it Anybody does. out there, just breathe in, five. You immediately relax. Why? Yes. Why do you do that? Largely because you're concentrating on your breathing and not about your problems. So it's kind of a distraction. It is a distraction and a good one, a healthy one. Yeah. 
but really that's what it is. Uh, replace that negative thought with something uh, that's more valuable, more useful. What a great point, Nick. I had not thought about that. You know, getting mad or getting upset, that really doesn't change your options. The options stay the same. They stay the same, right. Yeah, so just look at them calmly, make a decision what you can do and what you can't, and move on, I guess. Yeah, even uh, for me, I, I really, I am uh, a fairly impatient person, I'll be honest with you, and I don't like waiting in long lines. But usually when I get all the way to the front, it's, it's generally not the person's fault that's, uh, you know, the cashier. So I, I just try to make that person's day better somehow. Saying, well, you're really popular. Look at all the people that want to see you today. Oh. Because they're having a tough day. And then that makes me feel better, makes them feel better. Try to leave people with a smile. Yes. Yeah. People, they won't always remember what you've said, but they'll always remember the way you've made them feel. Oh. I love it. Oh, Nick, I'm sending you a big hug. Hey, everybody out there. Big you know, hugs, everybody. Oh, I love it. We all just got a group hug. Something yeah. that, that you have uh, said that I just loved was studies show people learn better and remember more when they are in a good mood. Tell us yeah. about that. Well, it's very simple. If people are relaxed, they're more open to new ideas. Uh, you can do, you just, people are more productive when, when they are relaxed and appreciated. Uh, so laughter is just, well, it's the old saying, laughter is the best medicine, but it really is. And you can find very numerous studies that, that will show, just go ahead and Google it. Uh, but there have been a great deal of studies that, that prove that point. People even do better on tests if they listen to something funny beforehand. But the same effect though, I don't wanna to be totally saying only humor will do this. Something else that will make you feel good, maybe classical music, maybe rock music, but something that, that puts you in a, in a better mood makes you perform better. And unfortunately, a lot of us work in, in environments uh, and we work under fear and people just don't produce well under fear. And what I've learned, this is very interesting, um, some of the uh, young people I, I hear of that are working at Google, for instance, uh, uh, they actually play games at work, literally during breaks, play board games and they have fun things to do and they're more productive and more creative, but that's part of their work environment. I would imagine Microsoft is very similar to that as well, but that's the work environment now for creative and productive people, it does work. Yes. Now, yes. One thing, though, out there, I don't want people to go back out there and say, well, we're, hey, we're supposed to have fun at work. Uh, yes, you, it's great to have fun at work, but it is a problem when it turns into goofing off and not getting the job done, mm -hmm. right? Got We got to get the work done. We still mm -hmm. got to get it done, but uh, let's just try to have a good time while we're doing it. Help each other get through. Yeah. One of the, concept, one of the things in my book I talk about is, is teamwork, and really... Teamwork very much needs to be defined because it's such a vague term. Uh, because w when we think about, uh, let's, what's uh, the Seattle Seahawks? They're awesome. I, I love it. That still bothers me that they lost the Super Bowl that year with that interception. And by the way, I'm from Denver originally, and you guys really put the shame on Denver bad. Um, but anyway, um, how many out there could name, think about your favorite sports team, can name every member on the team? Not, not very many. But immediately the stars come to mind and they tend to be what we value most as a culture, the people that are superstars. But that's that's not a team. It's everybody. 
there's the trainers, there's the coaches, there's the, the bus drivers, there's all those people are part of the team. Uh, so we need to consider that. And also everyone out there, define what teamwork is and make sure everyone on your team knows what your definition of teamwork is because it might not be the same as what they were thinking. Yeah, our culture, our culture, the American culture is be the best you can be. Me, be the best individual you can be. You know, let's get a, a trillion hits on YouTube on my channel. Then we get a bunch of followers on my channel, Facebook. You know, look what, look how cool my life is, right? So other cultures, I taught uh, English as a second language one summer at UCLA to some students from, from Indonesia. And I just thought it was really enlightening. They were playing basketball. And if somebody would get fouled hard, get knocked down, I was used, I would think, well, there might be a fight or a shoving match or somebody start yelling. Game stop, helped each other up, dusted, dusted up, and game, game went on like nothing was wrong at all. So we just don't have that type of, uh, ours is, uh, you know, hey, stand up, don't let anybody get over you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for those dings there, friends. Yeah. Okay. We'll just consider them part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> I know people are going to say, well, hey, you could have set changed the setting, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's all good. It's all Let's good. See what part can you do something about? Well, later on, I can probably figure out how to turn that off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you have such a, a wide variety of, of what you've done. I, just because I, I used to own a restaurant and I would do some fundraisers and have a dinner and auctions. And I always loved the auctioneer we'd have come in. What's that like? I, I would love to hear a little bit of what that's like to be an auctioneer. Well, for me, I, I started uh, kind of came by accident. Um, as you get older, uh, at least for me, I had less and less stand-up comedy gigs to do. I'm, I'm a lot older than most of the stand-up comedy club audiences, and that's all right. And I work really clean. I've always worked clean. So anyway, uh, I just found new venues to to do just be in front of people and talk so i started i i am the house auctioneer at four auction houses in san francisco uh three in la and one in san francisco for mostly chinese antiques so i do those but then i do these fundraisers also and that's good for me because i i'm all about uh, helping other people what you know charitable causes nonprofits. i just love them so uh it's a chance to do a little bit of comedy but also do good for, for mankind as well. So yes. yeah, a lot of fun. It really oh, is. Yeah. And yeah. you, you do speaking, keynote speaking all over, don't you? All over the place. Yeah. yeah. With the Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Used to go up to Canada a lot. I'd love to go back there. When I was in Seattle, I was up there speaking a lot, but haven't for a while, but I'd love to go back. Take a minute for me, Nick, and share with everyone your website information. Oh, thank you. NickArnett.com. And it's A-R-N-E-T-T-E. NickArnett.com. And there it is. And you awesome. Can find stuff awesome. Yeah. And something else very interesting that you said that I just loved was laughter is caused by the unexpected and conflict. Right. These same two ingredients that trigger laughter also are the same things that cause stress, anxiety, anger. That, that really is interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. 
because you think about uh, watching a sitcom, for instance, it's funny because uh, because something has gone wrong and you can relate to it. So there's the conflict and how they work it out. It's funny. or And so, yeah, that's the conflict. That's where the funny comes from. And then another element is just the element of surprise. The, the, they're, they're just surprised, just like a baby when you hide your hand peekaboo. For them, that's that's it, it takes more to surprise us as we get older. But anyway, that's the element of surprise. But it's the same thing uh, that makes us feel bad. Element of surprise, oh, you have to work overtime today. Uh, we're cutting back on staff, element of surprise, right? And, and conflict, maybe not getting along with somebody at work or bad traffic on your way to work or somebody cut you off in traffic. Yeah. So same things. I think that's why we have humor to balance things out. Yeah. Live in a perfect world. And, and go ahead. Yeah. There comes that choice. How am I going to react to it? Huh? Right. And you know, it doesn't mean we are laughing everything off because because things, right. things are still bad, but you can still have what I call a sense of joy. It's an internal sense of well-being. No matter what's going on, you still have a sense that, that things will be okay. Mm-hmm. Even though things are tough, you're, you're going to get through it. And that's, that's yeah. what I want people to have. You know, you think about things that really matter, you, the, the people mm-hmm. that you love, uh, if you, your health, whatever. There, we have so many things to be grateful for. And having an attitude of gratitude is, again, a very healthy thing. Helps, uh, helps our lower our blood pressure, it boosts our immune system. Just yeah. like a lot of other things, like laughter does the same thing. Uh, provides better sleep. So that's a very good thing. Be thankful and, and have gratitude regardless because we're going to get through it, friends, all of us. We are. And, and you know, changing the attitudes a little bit in a workplace, having that teamwork and bringing in a little bit of humor and that, that can just really make some outstanding benefits, create just great benefits, can it? It, it just helps us uh, cope with the situation. That's what's so uh, fun about doing comedy because I, most of my comedy comes from things that aren't, aren't particularly, um, you know, they, at the time they were kind of hurtful, but then they, they became pretty good. Like I had a girlfriend one time, she actually said, I can tell that you used to be good looking. <laughs> so, how do you, I mean, how do you respond to that? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I said, well, if I still look like that, I wouldn't be dating you. How about that? <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's... Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you have to, you just have you to. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just, you You never know what's going to surprises you have coming, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you laugh about it, you can talk about it. That's what I say, yeah. <gasps> Oh my goodness, that's true. It that's is true. <laughs> you have a great laugh. You have a really great attitude. Oh, thank how, how do you have such a great attitude? Well, I've I've always believed, you know, very much in gratitude. I was a preemie baby, two pounds, not supposed to survive. So I'm grateful for life. Yeah. And I think looking at what you're grateful for instead of, you know, I've had serious challenges in my life I share some things in in my upcoming book you know and you know major things I've had to go through but I've had to make the choice am I going to look at that or am I going to look at what I am grateful for and thankful for and move on because 
I do. I really, truly believe happiness is a choice we make. It's not our circumstances. Right. It's, Thank you. Yeah. So that's kind of me. And I've had people my whole life say, why are you so happy? So that's where I got the title. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love oh. it. And you know what? That's interesting. A lot of people will use the cop out. Well, I can't control. I can't control my anger. Uh, but people can't. You ever uh, seen seen people in an argument, even yourself maybe, like maybe you're angry with somebody and that it's maybe a heated conversation, but then there's a phone call that comes in and it's like, oh, hi, Larry, how are you? And then they, right? So immediately they're able to change their mindset to, to pleasant from, from angry. So yes, it can be controlled. It really can be. Yeah. Might not, might not want to do it, but you can do it. Yes. Yeah. So... Nick, you know, with that comedian background of yours and, and your expertise, share something with us. Okay, everybody, today after listening to this show, here's a little something I want you to think about or, you know, maybe put into practice or create as a habit. What would you say? Well, I would think, I, I really want to stress that people don't wait till you feel like doing something to do it. Just make yourself do it. You are in charge of you, and you'll feel so much better once you do it. It doesn't take very much. It's kind of like the, a car stuck in the snow. You might be the only one pushing, but then a friend comes to help, and then that, that car gets right out of it. So just, just, just do that one little thing, even one little thing. Make yourself even one little thing. Maybe walk around the block. Just, just make yourself do that. If you're feeling sad, walking... 15 minutes a day, just a little bit of extra, 15 minutes a day every day will do a great deal to help you uh, with the, alleviate your depression. It really will. Make yourself do it. You might not feel like it. Find a video on YouTube, maybe some simple 15-minute exercise. Just get started and do it, and you will be so glad. I'm, I'm intermittent fasting now. I didn't feel like it. You heard about that concept? No, no. Um, what I do is I eat from 12, I only eat between the hours of 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. And there's variations on this. So I'm not saying, hey, everybody do what I'm doing. This is just the way I'm doing it. So I only eat then. That's the only time I eat. And so the rest of the time my body is, is uh, working on itself. Uh, so it gives it more time to do other things, helps the pituitary gland. I haven't lost much weight, but I actually do, I, I do feel better. I do. I think my mind is better. Uh, look it up, everybody out there. There's a lot of information about it. Uh, uh, so I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like starting because I said, well, that's that's a long time not to eat, but it's actually very, very easy, at least for me. So that's an example of doing something I didn't feel like doing, but I did it. I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it. It's, a, it's healthier for me. Yeah. So yeah. today we can think about something that we maybe have wanted to do or think we should yeah. do. Make yourself and do let's do it that you don't feel like doing whatever it is. Maybe read for uh, five minutes or something. Just a li any little thing. Maybe eating something healthy instead of something unhealthy. Maybe skipping something instead of doing something. Yes. Maybe taking a break. Maybe writing a letter that you've been making, returning a phone call that you have been dreading. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Put a smile on somebody else's face too. That's another thing. That's so easy. Everybody. Life is like this, friends. Either we're in the middle of something, we just got out of something, or we're about ready to go into something. That's the cycle of life, friends. It is. 
we're all in it together. So let's, let's help each other out. Oh, I love that. I love that teamwork. Yes. Yes. Teamwork. <laughs> and you talk about teamwork a lot in your book. It's I do. It's important. I think, I think they're all interrelated. They are. Yeah. I spend a lot of time by myself uh, now working for the foundation. I work mostly out of home and then I travel. We've got some, a trip planned to Africa and perhaps, perhaps uh, Myanmar, uh, if I can get there, I understand it's pretty remote where, where we're working, but, um, but yeah, it's good to be around people and have a support system. It is. It, it really is. People That's exciting, Nick. When you, a year ago at this time, I was in Africa. Really? It was amazing. On a mission trip. It was absolutely amazing. It changed my life. I certainly oh, wasn't planning yeah. on doing this work that I'm doing now, but uh, oh, even It today, does. It changes your life. And yeah. what and what it does on the gratitude level. I mean, oh my know? gosh. Yeah, these kids oh. had one flat soccer ball. That's all they had. And they were happy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's all they had. Yes. Now I got them some soccer balls and some jump ropes. Oh, they, they, I they, love they, it. I thought they would get an Xbox 360 or Xbox One. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. 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 It's it was life changing. I I work with a couple different organizations and you know simple things that we take for granted like young girls, the school girls, bald heads. And I finally asked, why why are their heads shaved? Why are they? Well, for one, they they couldn't afford shampoo or products, and they have no water to wash their hair. I mean, that's something we so easily just take for granted. Yeah, that, and even even the way the the young girls are treated too. So we're working yeah. on maybe maybe building an orphanage there. Uh, we're we're. we're we're getting proposals now to uh, I love it. I love it. You'll have to. Is there a website or something you can share with everyone or uh, Michelle Chu Foundation. Okay. Michelle then C H I O U then Foundation. But you can find me at nickarnett.com and I can certainly okay. lead you to that. I certainly can. Yeah. Oh Nick, thank you so thank much. You we have about that. 1 minute left. Any any last words you want to tell everybody? Well, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, on my website if you have any more questions uh, thanks for watching it was another great thing uh, but just take care of yourself be good to yourself friends be good to one another it's uh, it's said over and over again but it's said over and over for a reason because we really do need each other yes yeah. i love it i love it beautiful message everyone out there thank you love hugs and blessings Nick, love, hugs, and blessings. Thank you so much. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale, would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.